How many of you brought your worship this morning? I saw some of you pushing in, but some are still standing around. But the song says, I will not be silent. Hallelujah. Maybe you went through some things this week. But this is your chance to let the enemy know. It don't matter what you do. Uh, I wish somebody knows what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. I still have a shout. I'm still going to praise. Yeah.
Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We magnify your name. Hallelujah. taught me something I'm sure every one of us we've heard the sacrifice of praise hmm? and then we know praise when we feel like it and then we learn that the sacrifice is both when you don't feel like it or when you understand what you're doing. He just taught me something as soon as I got up here. He said, the goal of faith is that the two extremes of worship will become synonymous in your life. And I use big words, so you missed what I just said. In other words, because you believe, when you feel like it, or when you don't feel like it, you say your praise is the same. There's no dip. Hallelujah. How many of you just caught something right now? Hallelujah. That's what we're saying. As long as I'm breathing. Hallelujah. No matter how I feel.
bless the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, have, have two or three people. Come on. You're celebrating this victory. Hallelujah. this unction three times. I received it the first time. I didn't say anything. Then it came again the second time. I didn't say anything. Hallelujah. Maybe it's even more of encouragement for the uh, uh, I'm thinking of what to call you. Praise team members? Worship team? Or what does he call them? Angelic voices. <laughs> Whichever one you choose, hallelujah. I feel like sticking my mic to all of you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I told you it was for them even before I said it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He just fell on them. Glory to God. I didn't have to do anything. Glory. All right, since they all have fallen out, but let's celebrate their blessing. But watch. The reason I said it's more of an encouragement to them, because many times you're doing this by faith. All the rehearsals, regardless of what's going on, you're up here every Sunday. I know you're on the receiving end, but you don't know the price, eh? This is why it's encouragement to them. Even though they're singing and doing it by faith, and you see they're not jumping up and down as other Sundays. But God said to me three times, he said, that's a curse-breaking anointing behind their praise this morning. <laughs> he said, what was, what was rubbing on you? Was removing curses. Whatever the enemy got attached. The rain that just fell. that he fell on them. Hallelujah. How many of you feel like getting rid of some things? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank him now. Thank him now. That whatever get attached to you this week, the glory is removing it now.
no matter what God has promised, no matter what the destiny is, until your attitude gets right, you're going to crash. It took God 40 years to train Israel's attitude. He said he suffered their manners, in case you don't understand King James. So he was training their attitude. It's such a fundamental thing that until you learn it, there's nowhere to go. One of the things that helped me through life is to recognize that God is at work in my life. It doesn't matter who he's using. Amen. I'm always looking for him Amen. behind that bush. Glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> Where is he? Amen. What is he doing? Amen. Mm -hmm. I told you years ago when the pastor came to me and said that God told him not to give me any money. Who would receive such a message with joy? I said, man, I thought he was a man of God. <laughs> Why? I said in the closet to God, Why is it that you work miracles and perform signs and wonders? And when it comes to money, it looks like you don't work. Why are your children broke? You know, technically. I know some of you have a few dollars. I can sense your pushback. <laughs> okay, right, give me the money I need this morning. Yeah. Since you got it. <laughs> so don't push back so fast. I know you have enough money for you to live, but we need you to have enough money for the kingdom purposes. Yeah. A good job is not enough. But all I'm saying is if you look through Christendom, God's people struggle financially. And people don't understand. They think that it's a job issue or a business issue or a money issue. It's not a money issue. It's a lack of glory. I've seen people with lots of money and yet constantly struggling. I've seen people with six-figure incomes and still can't pay their bills. If the blessing is not resting on you, your money runs from you. Curses come and eat up what you have. But when the blessing is on you, money sticks to you. Hallelujah. You can't explain how the money is enough. People keep asking me, who is giving this money? They look on the video. They're trying to see who... Where are the rich people at Resurrection House? How, how are you financing a, a jet? How are you able to go around the country doing what you're doing? They're looking for it. I say, you can discover glory by your natural eyes. Amen. God's people don't know what's ailing them. He said, by humility. And the fear of the Lord are riches. It is a job. Humility. And so you can take the test of humility all your life and never pass it. You win every argument. 
You never practice anything God taught me. I can make all the decrees in the world, but nothing will work. Nothing will work. Because until you get a positive attitude, which is what humility is, It's amazing that God will set up things and then you don't know that there's one condition left. And then just before the breakthrough, they'll set up something. You may, to you, think it's an offense. But that is the key that will open the door that's locked. And as soon as you rise up and go toe to toe, with authority over you, you're done. Amen. Amen. Pray all you want to. Cry all you want to. All God will do is manage you where you are. But you will never know the realms of glory where sons of God traffic, where your words are honored, where power is manifested, where glory produces wealth. Yeah. <laughs> you see now, God said to Israel, I'm not going to be able to read all the scriptures. I'm just introducing this message. Watch. God said to Israel, I have sent my angel before you. And the reason I'm sending an angel is because you're too stiff-necked. Because I'm going to end up killing all of you, and I'll have no nation to work with. So let me send an angel first. And back away from you. We cannot be true resurrection agents until our manners have been trained. Amen. I call it the winning, the winsome attitude. You are so positioned for glory. You are so positioned for your breakthrough that it don't matter how the enemy messes with you. Even when you miss it, you repent quickly. You don't dig in. You say, no, no, wait a minute. I just messed up there. I'm sorry. Two seconds. Not weeks. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because there's nobody perfect. Everybody has some imperfection. But the ability to repent quickly. Hey, it's like you, you take the mighty hand of God and put on the neck of Satan and yank him off your life. Because pride is his weapon. I said, no, Satan, I, I have tabernacled with you long enough. It's time for me to unhook myself from you. I need to say I'm sorry quickly. Not two weeks later, now. But you know the story that after I messed up by the things I said, I still had to sit down and learn what God was teaching me. Amen. Hey, you discover this, that the very thing you fight against is what God has designed to free you. Amen. He was doing things to me that I didn't understand. I felt he was mocking me. You know what that means? I'd be in the car with him, and the Mercedes passed. 
He said, no, Chico, you know, that's the car for you. And in my ignorance, I said, can you imagine? The man is paying me $300 a month, and he's pointing out the Mercedes. He said, he's mocking me. Come on. How many of you will agree if you were in the same place I was? Don't keep your hands down. You know you would, you would have said worse than that. You would have. I didn't understand what God was doing. That's what I'm telling you. You have to know that he's somewhere in the mix. Hallelujah. Many of us cannot see God because you are seeing people. There's a hand mighty. Hallelujah. Behind the scene, routing you to your destiny. Beloved, the winning attitude is the attitude of humility. It's a positive bent to life. Humility occurs when a man recognizes that God is at work in him. God is at work in his life. God is at work within the circumstances of life. My steps are being ordered. And many times we blow up and we quit things or mess up things. And our arguments are sharp. But we fail woefully. Not knowing that that thing was your catalyst, your key to your breakthrough. Many times I tell my children, I said, you know, we would have been homeless had I not heard from God that said to me, or ask me those eternal questions. Do you want to be right? Or do you want to be blessed? And amazingly, when the questions were asked me, the conditions for both condition, that's the better way, I don't know if the better way to say, registered in my heart. I knew immediately that to, to be right, he said, now, start telling people what was done to you. Start defending yourself. Start telling them things concerning the people that perpetrated these things. He said, yes, go ahead. He said, but that day I will leave you. Wow. Can you imagine how many of you have already forfeited your breakthrough? The promises you're waiting on are long gone. But God said, if you want to be blessed, he said, first, humble yourself. And get this winning attitude. Humble yourself. Keep your mouth shut. He said, and take the wrong. I was desperate for the blessing. I started practicing immediately. Oh, beloved, Satan turned it on. <laughs> People were coming to me from everywhere, feeding me information, bringing me tapes preached with my name on it, giving me secret information, derogatory things, trying to seduce me into God leaving me. That's why I say that the enemies of your destiny are people, well-meaning people that come to you when you're being corrected and start asking you, are you okay? Are you, are you okay? Can, you know, and they start politicking with you to shift your attention 
to the correction, the disciplines of God, and direct you into how you feel. These are thieves of destiny. And I've marked all those people that Satan were sending to me in the so-called wisdom and counseling. None of them entered into what God had for them. Several of them died. And all their big talk ended in emptiness. And I learned wisdom. <laughs> I ignored them all. And I kept doing what God was teaching me. And when God gave me those covenants, I embraced them. I kept my mouth shut. No matter who brought me what, I wouldn't say anything. Even they were sending people to me to check me out. And the people would leave and go back to report. He's not saying anything. He's not angry. He said, no, he knows that you will come back to us. That's why he's not saying anything. He's smart. <laughs> they didn't know that God Almighty had already reached me and taught me his covenants. <clears throat> Do you have this attitude? Remember, to God 40 years to get Israel to their promise. And most of them died in that wilderness because they couldn't pass this test. And through the years, I watched people. Failed the same test over and over and never made it in. Would you make it in? Do you hear such words preached anywhere? You need to buy into resurrection. This is the season for resurrection. Learn the mysteries of God. You'll be amazed that you'll be in the same place, the same city, the same sets of circumstances, around the same people. And God will step in the midst and prepare a table before you even in the presence of your enemies. <laughs> I was so seduced, beloved, that I thought that we were all the same in ministry. And we were fighting over who will have a meeting in what room, and hey. And I look back today, those people are still there. And 21 years later, God has given me a global ministry, changing lives in 62 countries, Voice of resurrection is watched. And even though we pay for three times a week, the station runs it six times a week. And now we have an opportunity to go, to go on another network that will broadcast the voice of resurrection in 243 nations. I would have lost all of that have I not learned what I'm teaching you. It's a sobering thought. But it's a blessing from the Lord for you. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.